Hey listeners, welcome to a new episode of Podcast Demastered. I'm your host, Ethan Meyer, and I'm joined, as always, by my two very good friends, Wade and Chelsea. And we got a brand new brand new show today. We're going to be uh, kind of taking a, a, an open dialogue about... Uh, about some, <laughs> I guess, current. Hot how do you how do you say? How <laughs> yeah, do you how do, a hot a hot topic? How do we how do we yeah how do we uh, introduce basically something that we saw on social media that fueled some ire with us and some discussions and we're like, hey, we should talk about this on the podcast. Um, it's kind of hard to have a clean intro for that. So, um, it's more along the lines of uh, talking about film and if if it's necessary for the the audience member if if they need to actually relate at all to the film if they need to have any sort of like connective tissue to either the film setting or the characters or the subject matter um is any of that stuff really necessary to either a enjoy the film or b understand it um and that's kind of what we're gonna have a have a discussion about today but before i guess we dive into that i say we go around and talk about why we why each of us individually even watch watch films and how we watch films and why and what like i guess what gravitates us towards uh film in itself and uh i think that would be kind of a good springboard for the uh for the topic at large so Wade, why don't you kick us off? Why do you, <laughs> why do you watch movies? <laughs> I watch here. movies for the same reason I consume any other form of media. I suppose um, I want, I want that escape from reality. Um, and so, and sometimes it's movies, and sometimes it's literally anything else. Um, I don't have any particularly strong relationship to. Uh, the the art of film, um, unlike you two, uh, you know, it's not something that I like rely on or or really relate to in any strong form. Um, but I do enjoy them. Um, I've probably seen Scott Pilgrim like eight hundred times by now, so I'm sure that you know that's something. Um, but w- when I pick anything, including movies, um. I just want it to look interesting, and that can mean a bu- bunch of different things. Um, it can it can be based off of something. It can just have a story that I'm like, oh, yeah. Or it can have an actor, an actress. I'm like, I like those people. Or it can just look completely stupid, and I'm like, I'm on board. Let's do it. Yeah, any, um, anything to... When you bring up escapism, it's basically anything to... That's the opposite of your, like, daily, like, doldrums. Yes. <laughs> Yes, and so and and it's and in that regard, it's not really important that, um, in topic of the episode, I don't need to see myself in anything that I'm watching, um, because most of the stuff that I'm trying to escape with it probably has nothing to do with me or who I am as a person or or anything like that. I don't want I don't want myself in the in the media if that makes any sense. Yeah. yeah 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 so i want i want something new i want new perspectives i want i want all the different things yeah i think escapism is yeah. probably like a, a very popular answer for why people specifically like movies or like video games or books 
you know, people like the the fiction that kind of takes them, that sweeps them off their feet, off their, you know, their 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 nine to five grind. They want something that's going to transport them into a completely different setting, and so they can kind of just, you know, focus on that for a while. So they don't have to realize they don't have to focus on the fact that tax season's here, or you know, that they got bills to pay, or they got you know, all that kind of stuff. It's just like, no, I want to. Right. I want to be completely enveloped in some like fantasy, basically. I think that's mm-hmm. yeah. I, I would feel like that's probably like, yeah. a popular answer for media at large, anyways. Even like social media, yeah. people just scroll through and and live vicariously through others to escape the, I mean, I, the I crushing I reality of their own life. Social media. <laughs> yeah, so. I could I could do without social media in general. I think I say that, and I have. I have everything. Yeah. You know, I'm on everything. <laughs> yeah. But I don't I'm not I'm not really attached to it anymore. Like I don't I don't really care mm-hmm. for it anymore. Um but that's just me as a hermit, I think. So I don't know. <laughs> and, I don't know. An introvert on your in your free time. In <laughs> ah, free time, indeed. <laughs> Chelsea, what about you? Yeah, I think, you know, escapism plays a lot into that, too. And it's also just kind of a way to relax. That's also another way to like to say watching movies, just to chill out in the evenings after work or on a weekend or anything like that. But I, I mean, I watch things that just intrigue me, whether it's the story. Yeah, cool characters, IP. Maybe it's something that I have never heard about and I want to know a little bit more about or just see this uh, story and their take on it it's just yeah that's i mean that's why i watch movies because i want to watch something that's interesting and if it's enjoyable that makes it even better but yeah i i don't need to relate to movies there are very 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 few movies that i could say i can relate to that that's yeah that's (laughs) not important to me (laughs) Mm -hmm. ethan how about you I mean, yeah, escape, escapism definitely, especially for stuff like uh, my more uh, mainstream stuff that I like, you know, like Star Wars or, or the superhero movies and, you know, you're like tentpole blockbuster stuff. Like, that's just like popcorn fare, you know, that's just like junk food for the brain, you know? Like, it's just something where it's just like, oh, I had a really bad day, I'm going to turn on some shit that's not going to like that's not super controversial or it's gonna send me into like a a deep thought i can just (laughs) veg out and enjoy it you know something that's just pure entertainment pure entertainment bliss um the other reason why i like watching film and why i read the books that i read and listen to the music that i listen to and play the games that i like is is i like to have a a, I, i like to think of fairly well-rounded perspective on just life and having these different stories from different places all around the world different music different writing you know all that stuff helps me understand um the universe at large i guess i like to i like to question things i like to um i like to be pushed past the the my like comfort zone i guess um and it's it's 
I've always kind of uh, sought that, I guess. So that's why I don't really... It's hard to say I have, like, a taste because I kind of just want to uh, engage with, with it all. And I don't relate to a lot of that stuff because a lot of it is completely outside of my realm, and that's what I like because I want to be transported into someone else's life and see, you know, their perspective, and it kind of helps me develop a, a broader range of understanding i guess if i just stick to you know mm-hmm. if i just stuck to stories that i could relate to i'm not broadening my horizons it's just like oh i'm gonna watch this because it's something that i can that i understand in my like daily life that's just i mean if you're doing that you might as well just stick to your daily life like why even bother <laughs> engaging with that in general if it's something that's a, a one-to-one you know relatability um i like to i like to ingest stuff that is the complete opposite of relatable if that makes sense you know it just kind of helps me uh, i guess understand might be the wrong word because i don't understand a lot of things but i like to be uh invested in it or consumed by it and witness it and just kind of reach out and try and touch it and kind of grasp it you know whatever that may be um even if i have such a a tenuous understanding of it i find that more interesting than not having tried at all i guess so Hmm. um so yeah i i I think those are all things that we get yeah yeah. it's just it's have you know having to if I'm watching a film and the and the main character doesn't sound like me or doesn't look like me, doesn't have my background, doesn't have my ideologies, doesn't have my like ethics, that's not going to turn me off from watching it. In fact, that might actually provoke me to watch it because I want to see why they have all those things and what it's like for them in their world, you know? It kind of just mm-hmm. it it's it's a it broadens the human experience if you can if you you know somehow try and uh engage with that you know if i just watched films about white males (laughs) that are single they're you know stay-at-home dads (laughs) you know it's just like okay cool that's my life now i'm watching someone else do the exact same shit that i do so it's like that's like a safe stay in the box kind of way of doing things and some people like staying in the box and being in their like their bubble of reality or their bubble of understanding but i've never had a bubble so i just (laughs) like i i'm not turned away by really any of that relating or talking about you know characters and everything and you know different than your beliefs or you know how you feel about things and I think that the writing, the like writing is pretty important to me and that also helps to really engage me in the story and I think, you know, yeah, a lot of these characters, if the writing helps for me to understand that character's point of view or maybe even sympathize with them, that also helps. But yeah, it's 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 not automatically because I'm like, oh, I can relate to that and it's obviously like we said, we don't have to relate to it, but understanding 
a different point of view where yeah, the characters yeah, yeah. at least helps engage yeah like, story. yeah right, the right like like if we just narrow down on film like the writing and the and the acting and the all the technical stuff like all that that matters to keep me engaged because <laughs> of all the things i just said about how i want to uh try and engage with everything if it's done poorly that's like not something i want to <laughs> engage <Yeah>. with <laughs> you know if it's just like oh wow this is just a bad movie like it's not good on any level i'm not gonna watch it you know it's not because of its the the themes that they're trying to convey or you know the, the character may be this that or the other it's just executed poorly so i'm just not interested anymore mm-hmm. you know <laughs> it's um so with that said, I think that kind of leads into the whole inception of this episode. Uh, a lot of, a lot of uh, kind of feedback, I guess, from when the the film Turning Red, which is the latest Pixar film, when it came out, um, there was a lot of people, specifically males who said, oh, this film is no good, or it's uh, I I can't engage with it because it wasn't made for me, because I... This isn't about yeah, me! Yeah, I'm not a 13-year-old Asian girl, so this film, I can't watch it. <laughs> um, and that's a very stupid take. <laughs> and, and the fact that it was even, like, trending for a while, and it got a lot of people talking about, oh, well, do you have to relate to the the story at a surface level because that's surface level shit you know what i mean the fact that she is whatever her age is or her ethnicity or background like that's all just like surface level that's not even like the core root of that film or what it's even trying to speak about um and i think a lot of people get kind of caught up on just like the surface level stuff and it's just like oh well this person doesn't look like me or doesn't act like me. So I obviously don't want to, I can't watch this because it's, it's not me on the screen, basically. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I think if they actually, if people actually would watch the film, I think it speaks to a a much broader range than just, you know, adolescent girls, basically, you know, there's way more going on thematically in that film than just a coming of age story. Um, what do you, what do you guys, what do you guys think about all the, I don't want to say outrage, but just like the, the nonsensical takes when that film came out. The, the carinosity. (laughs) 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 Excellent. Yes. Um, I, I just laughed my way through it all. Um, watching people have the audacity to be that way about it just fills me with life. (laughs) um (laughs) so i you know i was seeing the posts like um or you know there's the the ones where it's like oh i'm i'm not a i'm not a 13 year old chinese canadian girl how am i supposed to understand what's happening in this movie or like oh my gosh they're talking about periods like oh my god what or like my favorite like this this movie teaches children how to disobey their parents right yeah, yeah that yeah. was that was a personal yeah. favorite yeah that was like on day two when all the uh when all the karens came out on social media mm-hmm. <laughs> i i was like well my first thought was when i saw all those posts i was like 
if if you're having this response to it there's a character in this movie for you it's the mom <laughs> maybe you should go watch her in the movie next time yeah yeah so i was just like i i just you know it was a good time reading all the stuff about it for me yeah and i mean yeah. social media is definitely the uh the battlegrounds for bad takes and and just upheaval basically like that's kind of like the primary <laughs> source for all that stuff um yes. chelsea what about what about you what, what were what were you saying with your uh your hot reads when that stuff was blowing up how was i feeling about it <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i think one thing important to note is that you know, the surface level stuff in this movie is important. That representation, I think it's important to acknowledge, understand the importance of this uh, being a Pixar film that actually has a Chinese Canadian uh, girl as the lead character. And that's a really big deal. And just having that representation and that point of view. Now, definitely, yes, I definitely agree. There's definitely a lot going on in the story. Very well done. Lots of, you know, with the different relationships and everything. And I think it's... I mean, I had a lot of feelings about people's reactions to this. I think it's because... I think it also became just a big deal because I think still Asian culture in general is just seen as foreign to so many, like, particularly Americans. And yeah. it makes people uncomfortable that don't have as much... Uh, like, that you don't see these characters on screen, so people react and because they're uncomfortable and it's just what i think is interesting too is i feel like Encanto did not get as much drama behind it with this being like i can't relate to the characters but then we see a lot of that with turning red yeah i mean and even with uh when pixar did uh coco which is essentially mm -hmm. Encanto, but better. Um, you know, you never, there was never any like uh, negative response to that film, you know, focusing on Hispanic culture and, or, or when well, Luca was a male lead. Out. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. I think a lot of it, especially when it comes to Asian culture, is I think that since it, it's so visually different than what people are used to that I think it takes them, I think it, it's easier for them to separate it out and makes it feel foreign and odd to them because it isn't, it isn't uh, part of their just like normal viewing. Like even in terms of we just stick with like the Pixar films, like Turning Red has like anime inspired elements to it which makes that film visually stand out from the rest of like Pixar's palette. I found that awesome. I thought Turning Red was like from an animation standpoint and like the visuals was like you know, astounding, but I think a lot of people will be like, "Oh wow, this is odd and I don't really know why." And it makes me <laughs> like they, they they acknowledge that oddness where a lot of you know, other cultures kind of I think blend more seamlessly. And, like, that's not, like, good or bad. It's just, I think it's... Asian culture definitely has, like... It's, uh... uh it's style. 
And I think its style is like so vastly different that most people of, you know, I think it's easier to pick out as different, if that makes sense, without trying to <laughs> make it sound negative because it's not. It's not supposed to be. I just think from like a your typical Joe six pack, if he's just like turning on, you know, a, a like a if he's like watching like a, an American cartoon and then turns on like an anime cartoon, like that's it's totally different. You know what I mean? Like. And it's just like, but if you, I don't know, I think I'm, I feel like I'm <laughs> spiraling down a rabbit hole here, but I think that's why a lot of people, um, have a hard time with that culture specifically over European culture or even, you know, his like, uh, more Hispanic leaning culture, I guess. It's just cause J Japanese and Asian culture in general is like, <clears throat> has more visual differences if that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know. There's, just, there's so many strong cultural differences with Asian communities that that are stereotypes, I should say. Yeah, a lot of us. Um, yeah. That I'll, so many people will see it and they'll just be like, I'm out. Yeah. Like, they just check out because they're like, I, there's no way that this is talking to me because I'm not this group of people. Yeah. But, um, you know, people watching in Kanto, though, they they saw a lot of their own families within Kanto without them having the heritage to go with it. Yeah. Um, you know, in regards to like family oppression and stuff like that, having to fit a role within the family and take care of this, that, and the other at a younger age, there was a lot of that that went on. Um, and and it, and I think I think it's simply just the race thing for like turning red that really just made people go. I don't even like want to see like myself in this movie because how could I? Yeah. yeah. Like I don't I don't fit I don't fit Asian stereotypes. Like why why would I be in this movie? Yeah. Yeah, and I think too like that also specifically plays into the fact of like implicit bias. Like that subconsciously not recognizing that there's an issue and like, you know, maybe the real reason why people automatically turn it off, you know, it's because it's an issue with probably like race or gender or anything like that. And I think, well, you mentioned like Japanese culture, like specifically, which is, you know, it's, it's a little side tangent, but I know a lot of people have gotten into anime and everything. Like anime is a big deal. People are very excited about that, but not a lot of people, at least like Americans, I feel like have that experience of watching like kind of um, like everyday Asian experiences, whether they're Chinese Canadian or, uh, you know, Asian American or anything like that. We don't often see those normal stories, not anything, you know, I mean, this definitely does obviously have fantastical elements, but we definitely see a lot more focusing on these family relationships, the strong relationship. Right, like her. the real world aspects. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think too, a lot of people just like, I've even heard from people like close to me and stuff who've just complained about this movie but they haven't even watched it and there's a lot of people i'm just like i think you just need to watch it like for real like it I might change your mind and these assumptions you have about this movie <laughs> I, that's what i'm saying like i think a lot of people who were complaining about it didn't watch it and mm -hmm. i think a lot of people didn't watch it because it's just from a visual standpoint it just looks different than what they're used to and they don't like it they may not know why they don't like it it may be a subconscious bias or whatever but it's just it's something that's that's different from their norm so they automatically are, are 
trying to find ways to rationalize why they don't like it. <laughs> and it and it, a lot of it could just be they're parroting social media too. I haven't seen it, but I saw that people weren't didn't like yeah. it because of this. So now I won't like it because of this. Yeah, and that's a that, yeah. And that's I, definitely a, that's definitely a, a problem with social media for sure. And I will agree that turning red definitely its style is very different. But I think we've seen that in general with uh, Pixar's latest films that we've really seen this like ownership of this like unique style for all of these films and which is really amazing and definitely you know turning red has this yeah this crazy unique style we haven't quite seen before but they own it through the whole movie they go with it and it's, it's just one of the best fun. it's one of the best parts of the film honestly yeah, yeah. it's so like everything was just so cool yeah if it's on screen yes <laughs> mm-hmm. and all those people like this movie also like i like spoke to me because i mean come on it's these like you know teenage girls and everything and they're like this is like millennials being obsessed with boy bands <laughs> they like in the first five it. minutes of the movie whenever they're like oh it's 2002 and i'm 13 years old i was like i need to turn this off right now <laughs> like i'm gonna hear a lot of things that i don't want to hear <laughs> it brought me back <laughs> it did and i was like this whole the whole movie i was like yeah yeah we did that too yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm just cracking up watching like, oh my gosh, yep. <laughs> yeah, and I'll say like in terms of uh, like one-to-one relation, like relating to the story or the characters or any of that stuff, like most of that stuff doesn't speak to me. Like, yeah, I grew up in that time, but I wasn't, you know, boy band. You weren't cool. I wasn't cool. I wasn't boy band obsessed. <laughs> Um, I definitely had, uh, one of those, uh, oh God, what is it? Uh, Tama, Tamaguchi? Tama? Tamagotchis? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. When I saw that, I was like, oh yeah. my God, I wish I still had mine. I had like a koala bear for like years. I also had a Yoda. I never he died, had one. Like within. Oh, I had like a knockoff, like Buzz Lightyear one with like the alien <laughs> or something. <laughs> I got, I got a little mermaid one eventually that I had to share with my sister. So Ariel was dead all the time. <laughs> yeah, my, my Yoda died almost instantly. He was very hard to please. But I had my koala bear for like three or four years. You know, they're making a comeback. I, I still want one to this day. I'm like, one of these days I'm going to spend 20 bucks and just buy one. Yeah. I, and I'm going to annoy all of my students with it. Yeah. I, oh, it's going to become my personality. Great. Yeah, those are pretty cool. But... You know, regardless of all that stuff, like, I still found that film to be incredibly charming. It was one of the funny, more, like, one of the funniest Pixar films I've seen in a long time. Um, like, I've already spoken mm-hmm. about the visuals and how I really liked it. I, I mean, the whole, the whole package was incredibly enjoyable. Um, even if I didn't have that connective tissue to really anything going on, you know. But I don't think that's important for for people to actually enjoy something if people are actually open-minded or understanding of like basic themes or just like symbology i think people would gravitate more towards that kind of stuff outside of their normal day-to-day life um but the problem is is a lot of people don't take entertainment that deep you know Especially if your if your average thing you're watching is like reality TV or 
you know, something like that where it isn't. There is just, it is puddle deep, you know, there's not much to digest there. Um, but yeah, with, with, especially with Pixar here recently, like their last four films have been, what, Onward, Soul, Luca, and Turning Red. And like all four mm-hmm. of those films are, are diverse stories, culturally diverse you know, person like personal stories for the directors, and Turning Red was the only one that got any sort of like kickback. So that's kind of odd to me. It's another also, one of those things yeah. for that conversation where girls have to work harder. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's the only female-led movie, right? Out of those, in Kanto, I suppose. Yeah. I mean, and, and Pixar and had a lot that's of that's like, like the second one. Oh wait, but it's for yeah, at yeah. least a uh, non-white character. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was gonna say because Pixar has had leading females before. I mean, Brave was a uh, female character. It was a movie. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> but how how often is Brave anywhere? You know, in people's top Mm-mm. thirty Pixar films. Right, and I'm uh, and you I'm. Know. That's what I'm, like, even if this, even if Turning Red isn't a top, like, it could be the worst Pixar movie made or whatever, it's still going to get, like, that, that ire just because it's, because it has, like, that sort of, um, style to it. Like, Brave is just, what is, yeah, it's a, it's female-led, but it's just another, I don't know, visually it's still the same as everything, everything else, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... But yeah, nevertheless, visually, like, yeah, it definitely is. Yeah, Pixar does not have very many female-led things, clearly. We could only name two of them, but it's just... I think it's funny with talking about, like, the recent Pixar movies and how Turning Red is the one that's getting a lot of opinions about. You talk about, like, you know, yes, the Karens talking about, like, oh, no, it's talking about disobeying your parents. Um, Did you guys watch the other movies? Like, I'm pretty sure... They disobey Have their you parents. Seen any kids movie ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, if that's the only point you got, like, yeah. Clearly, you haven't watched any of the movies. Yeah, you're letting your kids watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's yeah. That's that's kind of the problem with just people in general is like they can they'll watch something and they'll come to a completely different outcome because they're taking that content and it's being warped and their like belief system and their life and all their shit and all their packet or their baggages and then it comes out the other end and it's it's like a game of telephone in their brain and when it when they finally talk about it on the other <laughs> end it's like no that's what the fuck are you talking about that's, the film's not even about that like are, <laughs> did you watch the same movie i did like <laughs> that's where like the the like the uh the human equation comes in and kind of uh, sullies everything a little bit that's if people even watch the film I, based on some of the takes that I was reading, I'm pretty sure most of those people didn't even watch it. Yeah. And actually, when I, I started seeing all this stuff before I watched it, and it made me want to watch it more. Because <laughs> I'm just like, what the fuck, what are Same. all these people talking about? Like, how, is this like some crazy ass film? Like, I gotta check this out. Like, I was gonna watch it regardless, because I, pretty much, I like, I try and watch everything Pixar makes. They're like my favorite animation house so i was gonna watch it at some point but now that i saw all this like 
all these opinions. I was like, oh shit, now I really gotta watch this. <laughs> I gotta check this out. Ready to out. dish this out your opinions then? Yeah, <laughs> so I was like, man, this is gotta be this is gonna be a crazy film. I gotta, gotta get on this. A controversial Pixar film? Hell yeah, I'm all about it. <laughs> and I came out the other end. I was like, that wasn't controversial at all. Fuck, what movie are these people watching? Right? Yeah, because they didn't watch it. <laughs> yeah. So with that being said, have you guys have you guys ever watched a film that you completely had no like connective tissue to that you didn't like because of that? Like has there ever been like a turning red for you where you're just like, oh I just can't I this film does not speak to me on any level, I just I can't I can't enjoy it. Like has that ever has that ever happened? Can I look into the future and say Morbius? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that kind of goes back to what I said earlier, where like some bad movies don't count. <laughs> That's a hundred percent gonna be a bad film. I'm I'm already gonna Have you seen the reviews on that already? I haven't seen like I've heard I've seen like uh, some scuttlebutt about it. But, like, oh I'm predicting gosh. that's going to be, like, a 20 to 27% on Rotten Tomatoes when that comes out. The director's already given away the post-credit scene. <laughs> what is it? Is it? Do we want to spoil it? Still. We'll talk, yeah, off, we'll talk offline. We'll talk offline. <laughs> I mean, we can because it's worthless. It's nothing. It doesn't help anything. It's kind of like that movie. It's the... So, like, Morbius takes place in the Venom universe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Venomverse. Mm-hmm. Um, the Venomverse. <laughs> Love it. And um, who shows up at the end but the Vulture? Like Michael Keaton. I thought we saw that in the trailer. Yes. Like Michael <laughs> Ke- Keaton shows up in full get-up, like, ready to go. And, and the people were asking the director, like, well, like, how? How? How is he there? He's not from that universe. And he's just like, oh, I don't really know. But, you know, the Vulture, he's a resourceful guy. What? It's like, what? He can travel what? the multiverse? <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Um, so, so, and, and they're like, well, are you trying to, like, kind of set up, like, a Sinister Six kind of movie? And he's just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, I, am, I have already checked so hard out of this movie. Like, yeah. I was, I, I yeah, I never checked in, so I guess I can't check out. No, well, also that. <laughs> I can I can absolutely take steps back away from the line. Yeah. <laughs> the starting line. But you're like, you realize you're in the wrong line. Like, oh shit, this isn't for, uh, this isn't for this film. Oh, I'm in the Morbius line. Let me go ahead and leave. Sorry. Yeah, right. I'm obviously in the wrong place. <laughs> wait, wait another week and go watch Sonic 2. But it's that? not because you're not a, uh, you know... You're not a vampire. No, it is actually. And no, it's because I'm not a doctor vampire. Okay? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh, this film I'm not doesn't. A doctor vampire. This film so doesn't speak to me because I'm not a doctor vampire, so I obviously am not going to enjoy how it. How am I supposed to sympathize with this character, <laughs> Doctor <Dr>. Mike? <laughs> doctor Mike Morbius. Uh, yeah. I don't even hate Spider-Man. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> he doesn't even know who Spider-Man is. Actually, that's a lie. The director also said there is a Spider-Man already in the Venomverse. Of course. Don't ask who. Of course there is. But there, there is there is a Spider-Man that exists already. Mm. So. Yeah. <sighs> Fucking yeah. Venomverse. 
What a waste. What a waste of resources. Yeah. But, I mean, for me, it's not because I don't relate to anything in the movie that are... That's the main reason, like, why I don't like something. Yeah, no. There's, yeah, plenty of movies I've watched that I'm like, oh, that's just a bad movie, or <laughs> I just didn't like it because, oh, that story was awful, or just, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the act, like, it just, but no, it never comes across my mind, me immediately being like, I hated that movie because I couldn't relate to it. Because yeah. like I said at the beginning, like, there are very, very few movies, and if I was even asked to name them off the top of my head, I couldn't about, like, <laughs> I see myself in this character, because I, I'm still waiting for that, so <laughs> yeah, that would be a great bonus to a story, but other than that, it's, no. I feel it's like if I related, if I, if there's a film out there that I had a, like, a, that I related to, I wouldn't want to watch that film, because it'd be boring as shit. Like... <laughs> Like, I have the most boring life. Why would I want to watch it on film? I understand that completely. Like, there's just... It's just... It's not film-worthy. So, <laughs> I definitely wouldn't engage with it. Um, but, yeah. I don't know. It's... At the end of the day, it's just... It's just not... It's just shenanigans. You know? It's just people and their and whatever sort of their feelings yeah whatever feelings and <laughs> discrepancies emotionally or whatever like i don't know how to fix them <laughs> i'm not gonna try it just seemed very odd to me that it had this such a, a huge you know for me the only social media i have is is twitter so that's right I, I i saw it first and it lasted for like days and i was just like what the shit like mm-hmm. forever like i yes. i haven't seen this in a, in a quite a long while and specifically for a fucking pixar film so it was, <laughs> it was just kind of out of nowhere you know there's always there's always you know film twitter's mm-hmm. always out there criticizing and debating and has all these these subjective thoughts for like every film especially especially around Oscar season. That's like all it's been about here recently. But (laughs) for a film like that, it was just, it caught me off guard. So, so yeah, that's part of the reason why we kind of wanted to bring it up and just kind of talk about it casually. Um, All of us, we all, we've all seen the film, right? Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, no, where would you guys, since we've already, I, I know this isn't really <laughs> tangential to the. Oh, to the... don't don't ask. Oh that no. Question. no, 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 no! Don't know ask this is going. <laughs> no. Where on the Rushmore <laughs> list would you have turning Get out? <laughs> Get out. I. Do we need to? I mean, definitely we... in the top ten. You'd have I'd in the put top that 10? there. So. Mm-hmm. I don't have a specific number, but. Man, I wish we still had 10. that. I wish we still had the list, so we knew what this, we had to remove. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm the same yeah. with you. I think it I think for sure I would have it in the top 10. I really enjoyed it. I've already watched it mm-hmm. I guess 3 times now cuz my son um he I guess really liked it too. Um so oh. <laughs> so so we've watched it a few times trying to get him away from the the Toy Story kick. <laughs> kind of getting burnt out on that. Especially since only one find something else and you'll get burnt mm-hmm. out on that. Yeah. I yeah, I've been trying to steer him away and all kinds of stuff and all he wants to watch is toy story 4 over and over and over i'm like god son this isn't even the good toy story like no can we, can we at least watch three or something i mean come on 
<laughs> anything but four jeez yeah so. four is not clearly my top 10 let's make that clear again <laughs> yeah turning red yes. so. yeah i don't think toy story was in the top 10 for any of us so I think I took that one out immediately. <laughs> yeah, I think that might have been the first casualty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah, um, if you got listeners out there, if you haven't seen Turning Red, um, I would recommend it. It gets the uh, podcast demastered seal of approval. Yes. <laughs> so you should definitely go out and check it out. Um, it's a charming film. It's very funny. It's very well done. Um, so yeah. That's uh, that's all I got. You guys have any more, any more on turning red before, or just the the topic at large before we, before we call it a night? No, yeah, I just agree. Yes, clearly it has our seal of approval. Everybody who hasn't watched it, give it a chance. And I think, also, if you have watched it or you do watch it after listening to this episode, uh, let us know, and we can have a discussion on our social medias. At, uh, you know we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pod Demastered. You can also send us an email at demasteredpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening to this week's episode, and make sure to like and subscribe wherever you listen to this so that you get notified about our latest episode. And you know, like I said, thanks for listening to this week's episode, and we hope you turn in next week. Mm-hmm.